0: You're listening to the weekly Parsha podcast recorded with Hashem's help in Ramapit Shemesh 057-68-2008. This week's Parsha is Parsha's Pinchas. The story I'd like to discuss actually begins at the end of last week's Parsha, goes to the beginning of this week's Parsha. A few questions I'd like to ask, give a few answers, and bring out an important point. The story of Pinchas, you may know, the story goes that the people of Midian, so they came along were the people of Moab and they were fighting against the Jews how were they able to fight against the Jews and have success after Bilaam so many times tried to curse the Jews how were they able to have success so Bilaam gave them a very good piece of advice and that piece of advice was if you somehow can convince the Jews to have illicit relations with you and to go off and do z'nus to go against the word of God so then they'll be heaven forbid the people of Israel will be easy prey Chas heaven forbid so, that was Bilam's advice. Then they took the advice, the daughters of Midian. So they went out, and they enticed the Jews, the Jewish men. And to the point where there was even a great Nasi, a great prince of one of the tribes, the tribe of Shimon. His name was Zimri ben Salu. And he was having relations. Everyone knew it was him, and it was the daughter of the king Tzur, the elite of the Midianites. And so, Pinchas saw this happening and he knew that he had to take, so to speak, take the law into his own hands. There's a halacha. the halakha was, and he knew it, that boy someone someone's having relations, illicit relations, so he's allowed to go, in this case, and he's allowed to kill that person. Kanoi pogimbo, someone who is a kanoi, someone who cares so much about God, he hates to see a desecration of God's name, so he's allowed to kill such a person. So that's what Pinchas did. And before Pinchas did that, so because of this horrible situation, all these Jewish people were unfortunately giving in to the to the wiles and to the desires that was presented to them by these Midianites. Because of that, so many Jews were dying. People were dying. There was a Magefa. Hashem was very upset at the Jews. What Bilaam couldn't accomplish with a curse. So he was able to accomplish by setting the Jews to do sins. So Pinchas went and he, he took a spear and he struck Zimri and this woman Cosby while they were in the middle of their relations and he, he he struck them in the place in their private parts and he took them up and he took that that spear and while they were hanging on top of it he showed the entire Jewish people and because of that Kiddush Hashem what he did was he prevented a desecration of Hashem's name he showed that this is something that's horrible this is not to be done and because he did that, he created a sanctification of Hashem's name. And because of that sanctification of Hashem's name, so Pinchas, so so he caused that the, the magefa, the the horrible plague that was killing many Jews, that would end. That's what happened at the end of last week's parsha. The beginning of this week's parsha. So we find that Hashem says that Pinchas ben Elazar ben Aaron Akain, Pinchas the son of Elazar, the son of Aaron Akoyin. So he prevented. This is chapter 25, verse 11. He has held back my anger from the people of Israel. With his fighting my fight, so to speak. And I didn't, I stopped from bringing an end, heaven forbid, to the people of Israel. And Pinchas, because he did this, Hashem says, I'm going to give him my covenant of peace. Because what he has done is he's created peace between me and the people of Israel. He's created a sanctification of Hashem's name, of my name, said Hashem. And therefore, the people of Israel will be saved because of him. So, the story is a very difficult story. It's a story that needs explanation. I'd like to give a little bit of an explanation But um, before we give that explanation, let's ask a few questions. First question I'd like to ask is, how did Pinchas, where did he get the power? Where did he get the omets, where did he get the guts to take that spear, to do something which was unheard of? Take the law into his own hands to do something, and, and it's important that we understand that he didn't do it for his own honor. He did it purely out of the honor for Hashem, as Hashem Himself testified. Hashem said, "Bikanoyes kinasi," that Pinchas was coming to do. He did something that was totally for me, for Hashem. So says Hashem. So, how did he have the guts? How did he have the ability to do something that was so high? Where did it come from? Where did that come from? That's number one. Interesting point. I'd like to point out is that if you look at the word hinni nice and lies shalom in chapter 25 verse 12 so the word shalom in Hebrew is spelled shin lamed vav mem so the vav the way it's written here is called a vav it's a cut off vav so it's actually going to be it could be read shlem which means whole instead of shalom which means peace but there seems to be a dual aspect here. What's the significance of this vav? And it's interesting because what happens is when you cut off the vav, so you get two parts, and the top of the top of it is a yud, and the bottom of it is so you know that it's a vav. So what's the significance of that? Another thing that I'd like to point out. As Rashi says at the very beginning of the parsha chapter twenty five verse eleven, Rashi says, Why does the Torah say Pinchas ben Allah ben Aaron Kohen Pinchas the son of Allah the son of Aaron? Why is he giving us his whole genealogy? Why is that significant? So Rashi says I'm going to quote him They were embarrassing him. All of the all of the different tribes were embarrassing Pinchas. Haresim Ben Putize, you see the son of Puti, Shepitem Avi Imu Agolim, La Avaidazora that this guy, Pinchas, his fa- the father of his mother, so he was fattening up cows to give, give them over as sacrifices to idolatry. And he went and he killed one of the Nasim, one of the princes of the people of Israel, of one of the tribes of Israel. Meaning they were saying, they were making fun of him, and they were saying, look, who's his mother? His mother is from Yisro, from Putiel. Putiel, the Gemara says, is referring to Yisro. And Elazar, who was his father, had married this, this girl, this, the daughter of Putiel. So he said, look, look, his grandfather, his grandfather is Yisro, who is doing these acts of Avodah acts of idolatry. So that's what this, this type of action, a similar type of action, and it's unclear here exactly what they meant when they said this. It could be any number of different explanations. Perhaps perhaps they were saying, look, Yisro was somebody who he did all these different things. It took him a long time to get to the truth. This guy is also taking him a long time to get to the truth. Why is he going and killing people? It's inappropriate action. Someone who's not even part of the fold. He doesn't have the proper chashivas, the proper understanding of what it means to be part of the tribes of Israel. His great-grandfather was Yisro, his great-great-grandfather, whatever it is. Whatever the explanation precisely of what they were saying, the point is that they were saying something they were saying that the reason that he did this was based on some kind of something that came from his great-great-grandfather something that came from a a lack in his perfection, a lack in his ichus, in his genealogy. That's what Hashem says specifically. His he's Pinchas bin Ben bin His his purity, he has a purity about him that comes from Arana Kohen, from that person who was who loved the Jews, he's Rodev Shalom, he's all he cares about is peace. So to Pinchas, when he's doing this action he was doing it because he cares about Hashem and he loves Hashem. And that was that there was a purity of his action, that's what Hashem was saying. Now I'd like to share with you this a very interesting gemara in Sota, Nath Mem Gimel, page forty-three. The gemara there says, "Who was he from? Who was Penchas from?" So it says he was from Putiel. His father was Elazar El- El- Cohen, and his mother was from the from Putiel. Now, who exactly is Putiel? So the gemara says Putiel is actually referring not to Yisro, it's actually referring to Yosef. On his mother's side, he was descended from Yosef. Yosef HaTzadik, the great Yosef. Why was he called Putiel? Because he was able to be pit He was able to overcome. He was able to sidestep his Yetzirah, his evil inclination. And the whole story with Potiphar's wife. His, uh, Potiphar's wife tried to seduce him, to have relations with her, but he would not give in to her wiles. He would not give in to this evil inclination. So that's why he was called Putiel, Yosef. And Pinchas came from Putiel. He also came from that power of Putiel from Yosef. interesting. The Gemara says, wait, but I thought Putiel was Yisro. Yisro was the one who was Pitem. He was the one who fattened up cows for idolatry. The Gemara says, yes, he's from both. And that's why it says, Putiel instead of Putel. Putel would be singular. That would be referring maybe to just Yisro or to just Yosef. But he came from Putiel, which is plural, which means that he came from both Yosef and Yisro now what I believe maybe the shot and the understanding of this Gemara was I asked at the very beginning what is the understanding how did he have the power what gave him that ability to, to stand up when things were difficult and to take the law into his own hands so to speak and to be able to say I'm not going to allow this to continue where did he get that power from and I'd like to say he got that power from Yosef his great great grandfather Yosef Yosef was somebody who he was stuck in a situation he, and at a moment he had to make a split second decision and was he going to give in to this Yetzirah or not? Was he going to give in to his evil inclination and, heaven forbid, have relations with this woman, Potiphar's wife, his master's wife? Was he going to do it? And he chose not to. He was able to overcome his evil inclination. He was able to overcome that difficulty. And he was able in that split second to choose the right thing. And because of that choice, so he had a tremendous merit for all time. Pinchas was able to tap into that unbelievable power of Yosef. He was able to tap in. At that moment, there was a split-second decision that had to be made. And here too, this great-great-grandson of Yosef, Pinchas, so he he had this choice to make. Was he going to get in there and do something? Or am I going to stand on the side and do nothing and just allow things to continue as they are? And Pinchas was able to reach down into his depths, down to that, that power of Yosef, he was able to choose if there's something that's going on here that's illicit, it's incorrect, it's licentious, it's problematic, it's something against the Torah, it's against what Hashem wants. He was able to dig down and for Hashem's sake, purely for Hashem's sake, and not for anyone else's sake, not for his own honor, he was able to go and say that I'm going to to step in here and I'm going to make a difference. Now when we look at what the Shvatim, all of the different tribes were saying to him, they said, why did you do this? Because you have a great-grandfather named Yisro who, who fattened cows to, to idolatry. Even they understood that the act that he did had to come from something deeper, had to come from somewhere higher. He was only able to accomplish what he accomplished to do this act because of something that was inside of him that was Mushrash, that was rooted deep from previous generations and in fact they were right in a certain sense but they weren't right that it came from idolatrous reasons but rather it came because of the other side from Yosef it came from Yosef's power that's my understanding that's what I believe Maybe the understanding of how he had the power and ability to do this act now I'd like to go back to one of the other questions that we posed which was what's the understanding of the I'm giving Hashem says I'm giving to Pinchas this covenant of peace and It's written, Shalom, and the Vav is cut off. What's the understanding of this? So, we need to understand what happens because of him. What happens because of Pinchas' action. So Hashem stops the magefe, He stops this destruction upon the people of Israel. Because when somebody stands up to do something that's right, when somebody stands up against the tide, and does the right thing, so he creates peace, but he creates more than peace, he creates perfection. And where there's perfection, so then there's Hashra's Hashinah, there's the Divine Presence. And when there's Divine Presence, there's no problems, there's no Magifa, there's no more difficulties. The people of Israel are not going to die anymore when Hashem returns to his people, returns to, to be Masher's Hashkina, to place his Divine Presence upon them. That was all a result of his action. Now something very interesting I thought of, I don't know, I haven't seen this, in, there's no source for this, but maybe an understanding of it. The Shalom, the word Shalom with a Vav, so the Vav is cut off now the letter vav the number six represents the six days of the work of the week six days of working six days of taking our kochos our our abilities and directing them and trying our best to to make a livelihood or to to dedicate ourselves to hashem That's the letter Vav, represents all of the kochos, the abilities that we have. What's the letter Yud? The letter Yud is 10. 10 is the ultimate unit. It's the unit of 10. It's the ultimate number one, really. Because when you have 10 units combined together, look at yourself, you have 10 10 fingers on your two hands, but they're all part of a greater unit which, which combines to become called a person. Right? So the number 10 represents this concept where you have 10 components combining to become a greater unit, a greater thing. That's what the number 10 represents. So when you go from the six you go from the kokos, the abilities the powers you're going from just potential, and you're bringing that together, you're bringing your powers together, you get something higher, you get that yud, you get the ten, and that's what he was able to do by overcoming the circumstances around him, he was able to reach this level of ten, this completeness, this unity, and what it created was shalom, but not just shalom peace, but shalem, wholeness, completion, and that completion resulted in Hashem bringing His shekhinah back upon the people of Israel. And this is something that we face every single day, all of the time. You know, there are people around us making fun of us, saying, What are you doing? Why are you doing this thing? You're What are you doing this crazy religious thing? Or there are people around us, the whole society around us mocks, religion mocks, closeness to God mocks the concept of Hashem. Nevertheless, every day we face these challenges and we say to ourselves, I'm not going to do what everyone else around me says. I'm going to do what's right because it's right. I'm going to to look down into my genealogy. I'm going to look down into my roots. I'm going to see that there's a power. There's a power called Israel. There's a power called the Jew. The power of a Jew is to look back and say for 3,320 years, since Hashem gave us the Torah, we have survived despite everything, despite all of the challenges, all of the things around us. What gives us the power? Because we're able to look down, look back to our roots look back to the Torah, look back to God and see what we can be, what we have been just like Pinchas was able to look back to Yosef and look back to the power to overcome he was also able to overcome that's the way that we have the ability to also look back at our roots and look back what we have and all the Torah that we've learned and all the lessons that we've taken that we can inculcate into ourselves and our children and that's where we're able to persevere and continue on this path and when we do indeed continue on such a path, when we are like that Pinchas, the Pinchas who's able to withstand all the difficulties, able to stand up in that moment of truth and he's able to say, I'm going to do what's right because it's right, not for my own honor, but for God's honor. If we're able to do that, so Hashem says, That's how we create perfection. That's how we bring the Shekhinah, the Divine Presence into the world. I want to bless me and you and all of us. We should all merit to bring the Divine Presence into the world, to be able to stand up against the ties, stand up and do what we know is right. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening, have a very good chance.